Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining in on this week's episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. As usual, I want to remind everyone um, that if you do enjoy this podcast and you enjoy what the Katinas do, um, we love doing it and we couldn't do it without the generosity of of others. And so um, if you do want to give to the Katinas ministry, which also goes to things like this podcast, Love Square Missions, all the things that the Katinas do, just visit thekatinas.com. You'll find the give button there, and that's where you can give. Uh, Thank you in advance for your generosity. I am uh, here in the studio. It is the middle of July, and it feels like the middle of July in Franklin today. It is hot, and I know that uh, the rest of the country is is experiencing similar heat to us, and so I hope everyone is staying cool out there, staying hydrated, um, and enjoying the summer weather while it lasts. I know me per- personally, I'm looking forward to the fall coming, which it's crazy to think that uh, fall is not that far away, and so I'm holding on for, for that. I'm not much of a hot weather guy, but... Um, <laughs> Thankfully, my studio's indoors and we have AC, and today I have a a guest who's been here before. He's a veteran when it comes to the podcast, and so I just want to go ahead and welcome our guest today, my Uncle James Katina. Uncle, thank you for being here. Josh, three times a charm, man. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me, bud. Yeah, of course. I, I, um, I always enjoy having the uncles here in the studio. Uh, I enjoy all of my guests, but the uncles especially because... Um, without you guys, this podcast wouldn't be happening. And so I love getting to talk with you guys and your people I look up to and you in particular, I, I, I know a little bit about some of the stuff that's been kind of going on in your life lately. And so I'm excited to get into that and you know this, but for our listeners, I'll go ahead and and lay it out for first time guests. I have three questions that I ask them. Um, but for returning guests such as yourself, I really, I only ask one of those three questions and <laughs> it's a question I've asked you twice now. Um, and I think I've gotten two different answers. We'll see if I get a third one or, <laughs> uh, or if not, but, um, feel free to answer this however you like, however you feel. I, I, I ask this question because I want, I enjoy letting these episodes be led by my guests. Mm. And so, um, here's your question for, t- for today, uncle James, what's going on at home? What's going on at home? Well, first of all, Jack, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to talk about Jackson, <laughs> but uh, I want to just say to you, Josh, it's uh, always um, something that I look forward to, just uh, not not just doing the podcast, but catching up with you. Uh, you know, life is just, it. it's crazy. It just seems like it's going a million miles an hour. And uh, so to answer uh, that awesome question, 
what's going on at home. Uh, I, I, if, if I would have just sum it up in one word, it would be uh, change. Mm. Uh, another word I would uh, probably uh, put in there to answer the question would be growth. And here's why. Um, you know, we're wrapping up the summer here. And as an example, just last week, uh, Auntie Chrissy and uh, our three littles, as we call them, Haley, Riley, and Levi, uh, we, went, we went away for about four days. I just went to the Smoky Mountains and uh, just relaxed. Uh, there's a water park out there um, that's pretty cool. Uh, and we just hung out there. And then while we were there, uh, we're, we're just 40 minutes away from Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, we took uh, our daughter Haley, who's uh, about to be a junior at Centennial High School. Uh, she is pretty uh, set on her next chapter, which would be college, mm. to uh, majoring in architect. Oh, wow. And so for the last six months, we've been uh, looking at options. Uh, she's she she's been very fond of Lee University, which you know a little something yes. about Lee. Go um, but uh, that particular program and that major, um, it, it wouldn't work out at Lee. So the next best option, and I say the next best, would be uh, the University of Tennessee, the home of the Vols. And so we took a uh, a tour, a college tour. Uh, it was H Haley's first. Uh, campus tour at, at UT and it lasted for about two hours and uh, I don't know I, I it just it just hit me uh, when we were on the tour to think how much has changed yeah. and really just the growth that Haley has gone through uh, she'll she'll she's she'll be turning 16 in a couple weeks wow. and just to think that we're at this phase and at this stage for her is just mind-boggling, but it went well, and and uh, you know we we asked her, well, you know we can visit other colleges. There's other programs, uh, and she said, no, I think I'm set here. So wow. we'll see how things go. I mean, you know, there's there's still two years, yeah. um, you know, for her to to either change her mind or otherwise, uh, that's that's where where, where sh uh, she'll end up. And then on Sunday, the very next day, we. Um, we uh, were, were with uh, Jackson, uh, one of your buddies. Yeah. Uh, Jackson's the, the oldest of, of our five kids. And uh, Jackson and Leah, uh, they actually celebrated one year of uh, being married uh, just a couple weeks ago. Congrats to Jack and Yeah, Leah. shout out to Jack and Leah. Um, but Sunday was a really, really special occasion. Uh, it was a mile marker. For those of you who don't know, Jackson has been... Uh, grinding, uh, I think would probably be the best word. Yeah. He's been studying uh, DPT, uh, a doctorate uh, physical therapy program, and it's a, an accelerated program, which means uh, normally that that's a three-year program, but he's uh, trying to get it done in two years. So uh, in, in his one-year uh, point, uh, they had a ceremony called the White Coat, and now he's going into clinical. So once again, uh, just another, you know, very proud moment, but just uh, the realization that uh, things are changing, yeah. ever changing. And and but the good thing is, is uh, when it comes to our kids and just as far as what's going on at home there, there's there's just a lot of growth. And uh, I, I just 
think about <laughs> my journey and how you know my kids have have uh, you know they've they've been pretty amazing in their pursuit on what their dreams and goals and desires are and all I could say Josh is number one it's the grace of God and uh, and really to their credit you know they've they've just uh, committed to uh, what they want to do Dylan is um, you know he, he he's uh, taking some courses to uh, be a, a software engineer and uh, just just even saying that I mean I'm like that I I, I get totally lost yeah. in that whole space but um, you know it's 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 cool to to see our 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 kids uh, just growing up right before our eyes and so that's a little bit of of what's going on at home yeah. Wow, it's a lot, Uncle. Yeah, I, it is. <laughs> I, um, so I just the three, I know you have five wonderful children, but the three that you talked about, Jack, Dylan, and Haley, I think about kind of um, the paths that they're on right now with Jackson studying to be a, a physical therapist, Dylan doing the computer science route, and yeah. then Haley um, starting to, you know, think about... a a big decision that's coming up in her life. And I had no idea that she was interested in architecture. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, but I think about often, uh, my dad and his brothers, they all, uh, obviously you guys are all your own men, but you kind of have been on the same path in, in, in a way just with music and ministry. Um, and, as, as some of my cousins and myself are getting older and trying to find our own paths, I find it interesting that, you know, music and ministry hasn't been, we didn't all choose that. In fact, mm. most of us haven't. Um, and not that that's a good or bad thing. That's just how it's working out. And yeah. I'm curious for you as a father, Uncle James, seeing your kids, um, at least as far as a career goes, yeah. finding their own path. How does that feel like seeing them branch out doing something that you've never done? Mm. And um, also, what kind of wisdom or, or advice do you share with them when they come to you asking questions? Yeah, great question, Josh. You know, I, um, I think uh, early on in, uh, in fatherhood for me, I, I remember, you know, just having my own uh, dreams and uh, imaginations for my kids uh, that they would probably just follow in our footsteps, yeah. you know, uh, be more creatives and take on uh, the path that we took, you know, and, and, and maybe that's pretty natural for a lot of parents, you know, mm -hmm. parents who are athletes, that's kind of what they foresee for their kids. Right. But as, uh, as you were just um, uh, talking about, you know, all of my kids, all five kids, as they've gotten older, and as they've uh, pursued their individual passions uh, quite naturally uh, I would say as as a dad as a father I have just really enjoyed uh, just cheering them on you know just being a cheerleader um, and like you said you know when it comes to software engineering you know being uh, architect uh, physical therapist I, I don't know the first thing about any of those uh, those fields but I, I just find joy seeing the passion that they have, you know, Jackson for physical therapy and, you know, Haley really, uh, she's been, you know, drawing uh, online on the computer and, wow. and just showing me some of the, just kind of the basic 
foundations of Architect. And then with uh, Dylan, I, I think you remember, I think Dylan was probably in eighth grade when he built his first computer, yeah. right? So yeah. it, it is pretty cool to just see that uh, as individuals, they all have their their different likes and their passions. And so as a dad, um, I think my role is pretty simple, uh, which is just to um, just provide support, you know, in, in whatever way. Yeah. You know, I know Jack's been really, really uh, just has had a very busy uh, schedule, literally, uh, yeah. on weekends. I mean, he, he, he can count on one hand how many days he would have off in a, in a year cycle. Uh, so, you know, uh, I, I would just often uh, send an audio text uh, and really just to say, man, I'm, I'm cheering you on. I hope you're doing well. If you need anything, you know, let us know. After the white coat ceremony, of course, we had an opportunity to uh, go out for dinner and just just to see. Uh, I think there was um, relief mm-hmm. for for he and for for sweet Leah to make it through this halfway point. And now uh, there's going to be a, a a different rhythm as he goes into clinicals. So I'm you know I'm I'm a I I just say that man I'm I'm so blessed I'm lucky to uh, to have kids that. Uh, you know, weren't boneheads like I was. Um, and, and, and as far as my, my passions for, for music, uh, I, I will say that all of our kids, of course, you and, uh, and your brother, Eli, and all of the other nephews and nieces, music is, is a part of all of you guys, for right? Sure. It's just kind of from a, uh, organic standpoint. Yeah. And, and I, I love that. I love that music is, is something that, is relatable. Uh, everyone enjoys and loves uh, the art of music. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty common that uh, there's music just playing in our house. Yes. Uh, Haley uh, is, is is really doing pretty awesome in playing by ear on both piano and guitar. So it's it's you know even though it may not be necessarily their career choice, but I I, I kind of feel like with all 19 of our kids music is always going to be a part of their lives. Yeah, for sure. I think music is such a great unifier. I it think is. That's it, a good it, way of putting it. Crosses it crosses language barriers. It crosses cultural barriers. Um, and specifically for our family, I think music has been um, just, it's it's a source of, of unity for us. Mm. I think, I've said this before on the podcast, but one thing that getting married has done for me is it's allowed me to see my family life through a different perspective, through my wow. wife's perspective. And I love that. There's, you know, there's so many things in our lives, um, especially family, that we don't realize is unique or abnormal um, because it's just how it's always been to us. And so, but when that extra perspective gets thrown in, for me, my wife's perspective, I'm able to see my family through her eyes. And one thing that I've been more aware of, I guess, now that I'm married is when we have family functions and we get together, music is a big part of it. And yes. not just, not necessarily just having music on, but we sing yep. and we play our instruments. And, <laughs> exactly. Um, it's, it's not uncommon at all for there to be uh, like cr- corporate musical jam, session. yeah, jam sessions totally. at 
those things. And that was always normal to me growing up. In fact, I, I think when I was younger, I used to be like, oh, God, not this again. <laughs> exactly. Um, I've grown to appreciate it yeah. now. Um, but I remember... I, I remember bringing Alexis to some sort of family function. I think it was before we were married. Yeah. And Uncle Yetzia had brought his keyboard. <laughs> and uh, it was like maybe like a, a Labor Day party or something like that or a birthday party. And I remember Alexis asked me, why is... <laughs> Why did Uncle Yetzi bring a, a keyboard to this thing? I said, <laughs> uh, he just always brings yeah. it. And we we sang, we probably sang some worship songs or something like that. And um, it was a, I think it was definitely a new experience for yes. my wife. And something that I enjoyed sharing with her. But also something that was like, it, it made me realize, wow, this is weird that mm. my family is is singing together just for, for, for Labor Day or whatever that is it was. so cool. I want to ask you, Uncle, growing up with music um, and raising your kids with music, today, um, how do you, uh, you've made a living off of music, mm. how do you see music in your life? How does it, what part, part of your life does music play? Is it a passion? Is it a job? Is it... Um, a, something that's part of your spirit, a spiritual experience for you. What does music mean to you? For sure, in your life today, man. Uh, before I answer that question, um, along the lines of music and having jam sessions as a family, Josh, I'm my guess, and well, I should say my hope is that most of our family, mm -hmm. the Katina family, is going to listen in. We've got to agree that we need to do the cabin. This oh, this coming December January, I've heard right? some whispers <laughs> yes. that people are talking about. Well, we need to we, we need to turn the whispers into a confirmation. So yeah. I'm hey, definitely team Cabin. Yeah, uh, as you were just talking and uh, you know sharing your thoughts about you know your perspective in, in growing up in a musical family, I always think about that backdrop, right? Yeah. Just being you know in in this awesome oversized cabin with like 30 plus people yeah. and those are some of my favorite moments for sure so here. for any katina member who's listening we have to uh go ahead and decide on a date uh i mean three days would be great yeah you know at least three or four days so i'm ready i yeah. definitely want to so you you heard it here Let, let's uh let's let's execute and uh, it would be awesome for 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 me um Josh, I, I think, you know, music has obviously been a part of my life, like literally uh, since I was a little kid, yeah. you know, um, for, for, for people who are listening and, and are, are curious as to how we, the Katinas, even got started. It got started with, uh, with our dad, with Moses Katina. You know, he was very musical. Uh, he comes from a, a musical family in the village of Pongpongo in American Samoa. As a matter of fact, the story is told that um, our our family name, the Mangels, were one of the most musical families in all of uh, Tutuila, mm -hmm. American Samoa. And so ever since I was little, I just remember music being the fabric of our home. And growing up, uh, I remember, you know, I would say the first six years in my childhood in, in Oceanside, California, this was before we moved to Samoa, we, uh, we had the records playing, you know, um, 
uh, of course, you know, we grew up in a <laughs> in a in a, a Christian home, and and so our dad, being the strict, you know, former Marine, and uh, this guy who was ultra, just didn't want anything playing other than Christian music. Uh, we found a way. We found a way to sneak in the Earth, Wind, and Fire mm. records, the the Jackson Five records, uh, even an extreme like Kiss and everything in between. But I just remember a, a, as a boy, um, I don't know. Uh, I, I guess being that that music was, I, I always saw it as like it was just literally a part of our family. I just figured that somehow some way when I got older, I was going to be doing music at mm. some capacity, yeah. right? It, it, you know, in today's world, uh, there are so many different um, channels and now we have platforms online where, you know, a young person, if, if that's something they want to pursue or if it's a dream of theirs, they'll, they'll just plug into one of these channels to, to pursue yeah. that goal with with us again i I just it was like um i I don't want it to sound weird but it wasn't something that we necessarily had to pursue it was just Mm. it was in us i i I just remember harmonizing with my brothers when i was a little kid i mean it it could have been three and four but would just be able to harmonize right on the spot so uh with that being the case um I think there were times uh, as I as I got older where it, it wasn't that I I was tired of music, but I, I think it does get to the point where you know after we sign a record deal and now this has become a career, uh, sometimes it's hard to separate the fact that this passion and this gift, this art, is now a way that I I make a living. Hmm. You know, not just as a, a a young guy, a single adult, but then uh, carried over into uh, me raising a family, and this is my, you know, this is my bread and butter. Um, it, it, when I'm, I'm just kind of sharing the reality of when when music and art um, becomes the way that you earn a living, then there's other aspects that you're thinking of, and it's no longer just the purity of music, okay. if that makes sense. Um, but, y- you know, I, I, I look at, what, almost three decades yeah. of being able to uh, do what I love to do, my, my passion, which is music, and actually get paid and actually uh, this provide for my family. That's, uh, that never gets old, that thought, like, wow. I get to do, you know, because a lot of people, that's what they're pursuing, right? They, they want to do something. They want to find a career that they actually enjoy. Yeah. So while I, I still to this day, when whenever we're on stage, I don't see it as work. It's yeah. not like a task. It's a passion. Um, there, there's there's the, the more the operational side of things that, you know, we, we were uh, in our office yesterday, right? And uh, tomorrow we'll be in the studio. Um, those are parts of the of our career that you you have to do those things to just kind of keep the operation going, right? Yeah. Um, in in order for this uh, this meaning music to still be the way that we earn a living, there there's a business 
decisions and uh, collective decisions that we have to get to. So uh, I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it anytime, even though sometimes it is to hard to separate the two. Um, but it overall, it's it's truly a blessing. Like literally, <laughs> this is what I just thought I was going to do as a child. Yeah. Didn't know how we were going to connect the dots per se. And and we, we kind of approach our our career that way even now. Hmm. Like we just know that, man, God, you know, any any extra year um, moving forward, it's like, man, it's it's gravy. I mean, to, to do this uh, for 30 plus years, um, we're, we're pretty fortunate, yeah. you know. So, uh, yeah, mu- you know, music is... Um, uh, I, I don't listen to a lot of music. You know, if you were to ask me, man, what are you listening to right now? I, I'd have to really think. I'm not really studying any music. Uh, I love when I'm with uh, Dylan and Jack because they introduce me to new stuff. And I'll, I'll say this to you, uh, Josh, uh, not just because we're in the room together, but dude, I love the stuff that you're producing oh, and you. this whole um, just process that you've been on for uh has it been 200 days now? yeah yesterday was just 200. freaking phenomenal man Thank so uh that's kind of the extent of of my exploration but yeah. i'm not i'm not i haven't done a deep dive so don't hold it against me um well you know and, and i know i was just this just came in my head and i think in 11 days yeah uh we're going to a concert Oh come on, man! And that's my. Now I'm music looking that forward to that. We're going to a Kendrick Lamar concert <laughs> in Nashville. Yeah. I saw his tour just started. Okay. Um, I think he was in Oklahoma City last night. Oh man! I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I want to go though back to 30 years. I feel like I've asked this question not on the podcast, but um, people have asked me this before, and I honestly don't have a great answer for them. So I'd love to ask you. 30 years ago when you guys were on your journey of pursuing a uh-huh. career in music was there ever a moment for you guys that was like oh this is our big break or that or we made it finally or yeah and, and, and what because i think the music industry like all industries has changed a lot over the last 30 sure. years and so i think the path to um, making it quote making it is a lot different now than it was 30 years ago i'd love to ask you what was that yeah. Um, what was that journey like for mm-hmm. you guys back then? I can probably pick out a, a couple of uh, what I would say defining moments mm-hmm. in, in our career, Josh. And, and, and I'm sure there's there's more than that. But uh, one that comes to mind um, was actually when we were we were living in Tacoma, Washington. And so this would have been shortly after Grandma C.I. went to heaven. Uh, she passed away in 1988. So probably 1989, we are we're playing at a. It was like a a, a singles uh, service, you know. So it was like this gathering for singles uh, in, in at a place called Life Center in Tacoma, and we we kind of became like the pseudo band. Uh, they met either every Monday or every Tuesday, so it's kind of cool. And, and I remember on one of these gatherings, uh, we were playing, and this particular night, uh, they had a, a guest artist, and it was a, a guy that we followed, so we were giddy. His name was Roby Duke, 
and God rest his soul, uh, Roby Duke has uh, passed away several years ago. But man, Roby um, played a set maybe 30 minutes, and I remember thinking, "Wow, we're 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 on the same stage as Roby. Mm-hmm. We opened up for him." All that to say, we we made a connection with him, and we stayed in touch. He was living in Seattle, so um, fast forward, he was very instrumental in uh, helping us get our first major, and I'm using air quotes right now, major uh, record deal with a small Christian uh, label called Arcade Records. And this is when we all had mullets, but uh, we, uh, we, we, we ended up signing a, a deal. And a part of the deal was that Roby would be our producer, oh, which okay. we, were, we were all in favor of that because he just was a phenomenal producer, programmer. And I remember uh, that uh, it, it was cassettes. Mm. And for, for those of you who, <laughs> who you'd have to go way back to yeah. remember cassettes, but uh, we were we were called Katina Boys, Boys with a Z. And I remember feeling like, wow, this is it. This is this is exactly uh, when we trace back all of the times we were rehearsing in our little patio on a cement floor in Vaitongi in American Samoa. This is what we would dream about. We would envision, you know, actually having a, 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 a sound that was just polished. Um, it was mixed perfectly. And then we would go on tour. So that was probably the very first time uh, that I felt, Josh, like, okay, we we made it. This, yeah. this was our big break. And then the, the next time would have been uh, probably five years uh, later, right around 93, when we found ourselves in New York with another um, big inspiration of ours, a B.B. Winans, who uh, kind of managed us. And we, uh, through, through B.B. and through his production, we, we met probably seven or eight labels in New York. And the last one that we met with was Arista Records. And of course, the uh, the 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 CEO and the president of, of Arista Records at the time was uh, Clive Davis, who's a, a household name as far as the music industry goes. So I would say that was that moment there because it was a multi-million dollar deal. Um, they were really trying to groom us to be like their version of Boys to Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jodeci was coming out, and we would be kind of that urban you know, boy band uh, for them. So those were the two moments that come to mind. And, you know, when I, when I just think about um, that period of time, I I just go back again to all of those hours that we were, you know, at the time we thought we were just making a bunch of noise and not good noise either (laughs) in Vaitongi, but it was all preparation. It was all just these five kids just dreaming and just believing one day, you know, how are we going to get to New York? We never even thought of that, right? Yeah. But those moments were were pretty defining, and I remember just that feeling like, wow, this is it. We yeah. we we made it. I find it interesting that the the, the two moments that you brought up involved um, record labels. Yes, and you know, I think thirty years ago that was that was the path. Exactly. There was kind of a, going back to talking about paths. There was one path really to quote, make it in the music industry. Fast forward 30 years, 
I don't think many people would say that's the only path today. Absolutely. And I don't think it's just music. I think it's everything. You know, mm-hmm. I was listening to a, another podcast recently and um, they were talking about how, you know, the, the internet era and the social media era has kind of brought and is still bringing um, the death of the man, meaning the <laughs> capital M man. Mm. Um, yeah. You don't necessarily need the man to... to to get on top anymore. Yeah. Do you know who do you know who Andrew Schultz is? I know the name. He's a he's a comedian. Okay. Um he recently just did this thing. I don't know how much how big you are into the comedy scene, but okay. he came out with a special and um you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, the only way for a comedian to release a special was they would sell it to a network like HBO exactly. or even five, six years ago, you'd sell it to Netflix. Netflix, yeah. And um, but he did a thing where he's just selling it himself to his fans, wow. and so it's not owned by a network; it's owned by him. Wow! And you could go online and and buy it. Okay. Um, it's only like two weeks that you could um, purchase the so special. So limited, limited, limited time. time. Wow! And so, um, but. And this is just from his, this is just what he's saying, but I think it came out on Saturday of last week, and he said that um, he's already made three times what Netflix was offering him. Wow. Um, just by building his brand online. He's real big on YouTube. That's yes. kind of where he okay. got his uh, his following, yeah. and he's built that himself. Obviously, he has a team of people with exactly. him, but... He's his own boss. That's you know, amazing. He, doesn't, he didn't have to go to the network. He's he got not to, having to split the pie. Right, yeah. exactly. And Or if he is splitting the pie, he's splitting it with, yeah. with his they're, they're people. Big, they're yeah. big pieces. So. Yeah. And, yeah. And so, um, but I think about music and your guys' journey. You yeah. guys had to go to labels. And yep. you guys had to impress yeah. uh, the man right. back then. And yep. um, I don't think musicians necessarily have to do that anymore. Yeah. I want... I hear this a lot because I listen to musicians talk about the music industry and right. a lot of times they'll say things like, man, if I was born 20 years later, if I had TikTok I when I, I was coming up, if I had Instagram, <laughs> yeah. if I had YouTube, yeah. I'd be a billionaire by right. now. Do you, feel like, do you feel like the tools that are available to people now, um, do you think you would have? it would have changed the way you guys would have pursued the career obviously yeah. it would have but do you think it would have changed your path in, in any I, way I, I i that question right joss i think it's interesting because y- you hear that with athletes too yeah, right yeah, in the yeah. nba man <laughs> if if there was free agency you yeah. know back 20 years ago man i would and and you know i mean i i think it, it makes for a great conversation and you know just the what ifs or to to a degree, I I, I think it, it would be um, again. I, I think that's a possibility that you know we'd 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 have uh, you know a, a much higher net worth yeah. if we had the the platforms that we have now. But I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just old fashioned. I just think that timing, hmm. you know, timing it, it, it is what it is, yeah. right? And uh, and the the thing is, there's other valuable things that we got to experience that artists don't they they just because of the way it's set up and like you said i mean um so i I think eras are different and they're 
uh, of course, that's that's just it's it's a natural progression. Everything is progressing again. It makes for a a great conversation. Yeah. You know, the the goat conversation yeah. as as we um, often uh, talk about. It's fun, but I think as an artist and as a musician, um, to 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 do and to create what we did, you know, even 20, 30 years ago. And, and if we were to say, okay, you know, 30 years later in this era, you know, the, the results would be different. It possibly, it it, it could be, but I mean, that's just such an unknown, right? I think, I think, um, the artists that, that came up, you know, in our time, that's, that's who was supposed to be around, you know, and, uh, you have these, uh, you know these young cats now. Um, that that's their world. Their world is technology. It is, you know, um, buttons and and things of that nature. So uh, I, I just I don't know, man. I I think. What what do you think about it? Do you kind of, you know? You know, I think. I I think I'm thankful. Yeah. For what social media has done for the music industry um and just the creative industry content creation industry in general yeah i think it's put um even podcasting it's like i think it's given uh it's open doors that were not open um 10 years ago no doubt about it um it's made it more accessible for the everyday person you don't need a huge corporation backing you exactly to create the things you want to create now um, I do think also though there are there are pros and cons to it. I think that like, um, you know, it's hard for me not to think about TikTok, but just because that's like the predominant oh. social media right now. Yep. Um, trends the trends on TikTok yeah. greatly dictate what creators are making for sure. Um, and so sometimes I think creativity can be stifled by yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and it like even me personally, it's hard for me to. Um, I shouldn't say it's hard, but I do catch myself sometimes thinking, "Would this song, would this song go good on TikTok? Would, totally. would people on TikTok like this?" And yeah. I guess that's just kind of how you have to think. But yeah. I think there are pros and cons. I yeah. think it's interesting that you brought up uh, uh, sports. <laughs> I saw this thing the other day. It was comparing uh, two point guards, John Stockton and Damian Lillard. Oh. And Stockton. Yeah. Um, played for like maybe 20 years or something yeah, like that. For and one they, team. They said yeah. his career earnings in the NBA uh, was uh, $120 a million. fraction, yeah. $120 million, that's a lot of money, right? It is. Damian Lillard just yeah. signed a two-year extension Ex- exactly. for $120 million. Two-year So Damian's yeah. going to make in two years what Stockton did in 20, yeah. which is crazy to think yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. And, you know. Well, that's capitalism at work, yeah, you know. yeah. And and I I, I think that um, in this conversation I, I'm thinking about uh, here here's one um, kind of distinction I I, I see things that uh, you know go viral mm-hmm. right on YouTube or or anywhere Instagram in any of these platforms TikTok and uh, I'm getting used to it now but I'm like man wh- why did like it's just a baby bobbing its head why has <laughs> yeah. it gone viral yeah you know because I I'm thinking you know, when we're coming up in our creativity, this should go viral, Mm. but it's just, it's, it's just a different pace. It's a, there's, there's just, I don't know. Well, I think you, 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 you mentioned it. It, The trends are different. So 
um, w- when I find myself kind of dissecting the differences in the, the differences in, in eras, um, I, I, I think I'm just overanalyzing, yeah. you know, that man, it's just times are different. You know, I, I have these, these fun, you know, sort of debates with my kids, you know, Haley and Riley, and they're like, oh gosh, dad, you're, what, why would you think that's cool and, and <laughs> this is not, you know? And, and so clearly, uh, I, I, I just think that that's the reality, you know, eras are different and we, we learn to appreciate what we had back then. We, we didn't see it as limitations, you know, now compared to what people enjoy now, it, it looks like it's, it's limitations, but it's just what we had. It's just what we were exposed to right. back then. So I, I do, I, I love that question, Josh, because I don't know that, you know, there's really uh, necessarily a right or wrong answer. It's just, um, I kind of, I, I do feel fortunate that I'm, I'm able to see both, yeah. you know, eras and, and, and say, well, I, I know what it's like when, you know, we still had landlines, you know, <laughs> uh, you, we probably can count on, on one hand, how many families have landlines yeah. still, you know, it's funny too. I think, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but in my living room over here, we actually have a record player. Oh, you do? Oh, well, that's, yeah, that's it's cool. funny. The things that come back and. I don't know why, because vinyl yeah. is like making a comeback it today, is. and it I, is. I don't know why I'm into it. But yeah. and there's a lot of people that yeah, it, there's something about it that nostalgic, feels, yeah, yeah, nostalgic. But even like I was, I didn't grow up with vinyl right. records being played in the house. It was, I was a little kid, yeah, so I, yeah, I barely so remember it. It's yeah. not like I have like memories of right. my childhood, but yeah. I enjoy like putting a yeah. vinyl a, a record on there. And, but that and becomes a trend though too, right? right like right. the cyclical thing, vintage. Right. You know, and, and they're not not everything, but um, I mean, I, I would say even in fashion, right? There's for, certain for sure. fashion trends that, you know, probably every 15, 20 or 30 years, it, it finds its way back. Yeah. So interesting. Um, I guess I'll go back. I haven't talked about this lately, and I feel like you're the right guest to talk about it with. Um, the Lakers are oh in my gosh. the middle of a very strange summer. I feel like we're in kind of a purgatory kind of place right <laughs> Twilight now. Twilight zone. Like, I don't know. I don't know what our next move's going to be. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the window's still open with this core roster of, for us to win a championship. What, what do you think? Let me ask you this yeah. question. On opening night in October, do you think Russell Westbrook will be on the roster? <sighs> Man. I don't have a crystal ball, so I'm my best guess just with with all of the the chatter going on, and it just doesn't seem like the uh, the the Brooklyn possibility. It, it it's just hard to see that come to fruition. Yeah. Uh, unless they just released him and he went home, I'm gonna say that he'll be not only in the lineup, he'll be in the starting lineup. Yeah. On, in October, and and here's some of you know kind of the reason why I think that I, I feel like, and and this is probably wishful thinking. Maybe I'm I'm being hopeful, but I feel like a big key to this season, if Russ is is still a Laker and he's playing, is uh, coach Coach Ham. Yeah, y- you know, I mean, 
I, I know it's like, you know, we as Laker diehard fans feel like, man, well, how, how many more chances do you give a guy? And, you know, he is who he is. You mm -hmm. can't teach a dog new tricks. But I feel like maybe that's the the sort of the, the opening. If if uh, this new coach, which I think um, we're, we're seeing uh, like like real respect from players um, about Coach Ham coming in and just figuring out figuring it out, yeah. you know. Um, be, because if I'm being honest too, Josh, and, and again, I, I know I'm just sounding optimistic, which you know I I, I want to be optimistic. Yeah. I, I think that while while Russell, you know, I think we share this op opinion that he just wasn't a good fit, you know, last season. The other reality is those three guys. I mean, how many games did they play together? I, it was like less than ten. He, yeah. You know, so again, I'm I'm not, tr you know, I'm not defending him. I'm just saying, is is it worth? Again, if if the trades can't happen, if if you know he can't, you know, be shipped off to the Pacers or even the Knicks, mm -hmm. you know, all those possibilities. And if he remains a Laker, then. Um, you know, do they make it to the finals? I, I don't think so, but I, 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 I'm, I'm believing that they'll get into the playoffs yeah. for sure. You know, if if AD is healthy, LeBron looks looks good. LeBron has always, you know, proven himself even in his in his, uh, you know, uh, older older age. But mm -hmm. uh, I, I think with Russ, there's obviously a lot of unknowns, a lot of questions, but. I'm I'm hoping that Darvin Ham may may be able to figure something out. Yeah. So we'll see. I I, rem I read a thing about Westbrook and Ham having their initial meeting, and Ham's um, coach Ham's challenge to to Russ was, I want you to be the best defensive point guard yeah. in the NBA, which he's capable of. Yeah. I do think with Russell Westbrook. I, as bad as he was last year, I do feel like he gets more blame than he deserves. I know. Uh, I think, I you know, agree. Anthony Davis missed most of the season. True. LeBron was, didn't seem In like he out. was ever healthy, fully yeah. healthy. And Westbrook's role on the team was constantly changing. I think yeah. we had like over 30 different starting lineups. Totally. Which there's just no way, especially for a point guard, the guy who has the ball in his hands all yeah. the time. There was no continuity and no chance for him to get into a rhythm. And so. And I think, uh, you know, as good a coach as uh, Coach Vogel was, I think he lost the locker room like oh, mid season. Sure. Yeah. You know? So all of those things, it's just like this domino effect. And uh, it, it creates, you know, this just, you know, it's, it's going to implode. And that's what we saw. I mean, they didn't even <laughs> make it into the play in. So I will say, I don't think there's anyone in the Lakers organization who has more on the line this season than Rob Palinka. Totally. I think totally. if, if Westbrook yeah. is still on the roster yeah, and we have an, a repeat of last season, oh. it's hard for me to imagine he's Cleaning still going to be yeah. uh, a part of the organization next right. season. I could see it happening quicker yeah. than the end of the season. Can too. I ask you a question, yeah. kind of a follow-up uh, on the Laker topic? Um, if Irving doesn't get to LA this year, 
no matter what kind of season we have this season, mm-hmm. good or bad, does does he does he come next year as a free agent? Um, my answer to that question is nobody knows. I, know. <laughs> I don't think Kyrie even knows. Right, right. I think obviously Kyrie's so talented. I think he's a bit whimsical. Yeah, yeah, of and, course. You know, it was this this off season alone was was it was back and forth. Oh, I'm I'm not going to resign with Brooklyn. Okay, yeah. I am going to resign a day later. I want to get traded. Then there's stories of he never asked for a trade, all wow. this stuff, and so I, I could not, I could not guess. I think it's a, a coin flip of whether he stays in Brooklyn or comes to LA or somewhere else. I think with Kyrie, he's one of those guys. I think I've learned <laughs> as an NBA fan that, um, and people always say this, but I think a guy like Kyrie is a great embodiment embodiment of this. Mm-hmm. Is that you know your talent can only take you so far yeah. and that goes for the individual and the team True. um i think that when you look at the teams that win titles there's minimal drama there's totally. minimal question about the culture yeah no one yeah. has a question what their role is no Absolutely. one has to question is this guy going to show up tonight yeah. it's um the those kind of things championship teams don't worry about that exactly and so um, I think about like the 2020 Lakers team that won won it all. There was a chemistry of that Absolutely. in that team and a culture. Yeah, you know that team probably wasn't. It definitely wasn't the best team that LeBron had ever played on. Exactly. Um, or probably not the greatest. Definitely not the greatest Laker team I've ever seen. Right. But there was minimal drama. Yeah. It was all ball, and everyone knew their role, and everyone yeah. executed their role, and. I think you see that with the Warriors, what the Warriors do. Totally. And that's why the Warriors are able to be great over such a span of time. I yeah. think, And I think about like the Tim Duncan Spurs as well. Everyone knew their role. Yeah. They were there to win. Um, and, um, you know, with a guy like Kyrie, it seems like any team that he goes on, there's a lot of questions about yeah. commitment, What's his role? It's, it's What's my role? What yeah. does he even want to be here? The Nets are a mess, Uncle yeah. Jay. Yeah, I, they are. They're, it's they a are. disaster <laughs> over there. With uh, uh, I don't know how they're going to dig themselves out of this hole. Yeah. But um, well, thanks for talking hoops with me. Oh, Uncle. I love it. I love it, Rand. Uh, we're we're running out of time here. I do want to finish off with one last question, and this is unrelated to anything else you, we've talked about, but. Um, this is a question I may have asked it once before, but I want to bring it back. And, um, it's something that I think about probably more often than I think most people do, but I, I, and I love hearing other people's perspectives on it, but I want to ask you, um, are you afraid of death? Hmm. Wow. I think some days I am. Um, I I will say, in regards to death, I've noticed this, and I and I, I often have these conversations with my wife. That um, I think about death a lot more since uh, the older I get, mm-hmm. right? Um, and 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 maybe that's just a natural thing because you know you're getting up in age and. Um, 
I would say overall, you know, there I've, there's so many different examples of my own loved ones and friends or people that I've known who have passed on, right? So sometimes that kind of, you know, forms a thought, you know, in, in this, with, with, with this in particular, with death. You know, we, we lost uh, a lot of loved ones in the last couple of years. You know, I think about, about one of my best friends, Uncle Charlie, who uh, was just like a year, maybe a year and a half older than me. And so, you know, you never think anyone uh, in their early 50s, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you know, we're, we're, we're just getting started with yeah. the second half of our lives. And um, so... There are times when I, I see a, a person my age who has passed on, and I'm thinking, "Wow, that that actually can be me now." Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reference, mm-hmm. and uh, and I, I I don't like uh, accepting that possibility. Yeah. But you know, we all know this about death. Um, it doesn't respect anyone, mm-hmm. right? It comes when it comes. Uh, for different reasons, some you know, uh, it's a it's a gradual thing. If if someone is uh, you, you know fighting a uh, a terminal illness, but there's you know many examples of uh, sudden death or you know uh, tragic death, and um, at the end of the day, I I if I find myself and 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 the this has happened to me not often but when i find myself just really dwelling on the subject um i i am at peace knowing that there is a hope and there's uh life after death yeah you know as a believer as a christ follower and but i'm i'm just being honest uh, because this life is all i've known um I can try to get spiritual and say, oh man, I just can't wait to eternity. Uh, when in reality, this is, this is what I know, yeah. you know? Um, but I am, I am thankful that there is, there's a, there's a hope of eternity. And, uh, you know, I, I, I I'm a, I, I have imaginations, right? Like mm-hmm. what, what life after death really is, yeah. you know, what heaven is like, what that whole experience is like. I mean, you you read passages uh, and scriptures about heaven, and um, you know, it's it's uh, it's pretty uh, pretty um, pretty unreal to think that there is such a place awaiting us. So I'm very curious, yeah, and uh, you know, I I am a um, very hopeful that uh, this this life is it is temporary, but sometimes it's hard for me to um, to accept the, the fact that that it is temporary. Yeah. You know, uh, I'd I'd love to live as long as possible, um, but uh, Chrissy and I we we talk about man once you know we're slowing down or uh, you know we're just you know, swinging on a, on a chair, we're ready to go. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I, I want to, I, I, I love life. Yeah. I, I love, 
Um, I'm a dreamer, you know, I'm an action taker. And, uh, and that's probably why, you know, the, the idea of death, you know, oftentimes it doesn't sit well with me mm -hmm. because I just feel like, man, there's so much more to do. You know, there's, there's more things to experience. You know, I, I, I love the question you asked earlier about, you know, what's going on at home. I, I'm in this place where life, man, I, I, I love seeing the changes that are happening and the growth that I see in, in my loved ones, in my family. And so when death happens, like, man, I can't stop it. Yeah. You know, I think that it's going to come. I, I like asking this question because I don't know why, but from a pretty young age, I've been, I guess the word is fascinated by yeah. death. And it's the universal constant. Everyone, yes. everything dies. Everyone yeah, exactly. dies. And I think about, you know, the things that you're passionate about, the things that you love, the things that you enjoy. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you would feel the same way if it weren't for death. That's true. I think that death gives more meaning to life than almost anything. Yeah. Because we know this isn't lasting forever. Yeah. Um, and tomorrow you know, isn't promised. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and, you know, I, I like I asked myself this question. If I could, if I could live forever, yeah. If I could get, if I could take death out of the equation, yeah. would I? Yeah. And that sounds nice. Yeah. Um, but it also would change everything about totally. how I live because, you know, I can always just do it tomorrow. Yeah. I can always chase that dream tomorrow. Yep. Because I'm never gonna die. I can always love this thing tomorrow or exactly. whatever. And, um. What death does is, like you said, it, it takes away the promise of tomorrow. Yeah. And so yeah. it makes today matter mo that totally. much more. And, so. and, and I guess that, that is what's intriguing as a believer uh, and, and, and someone who is hopeful about eternity, because eternity is that place where we live forever, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, so I, I couldn't agree more with you. I, I think that, I mean... So much of what we do, especially at my age, you know, uh, Auntie Chrissy and I, we we actually just uh, uh, set up a meeting to update our will. Mm. You know, yeah. we're not necessarily talking about death, but it obviously is associated to yeah. that. You know, just, you know, you, we, we want to, as much as possible, be organized right. should something happen to either one of us. So it's constantly... You know, whether we're directly talking about it or not, it's constantly, you know, in, in our minds mm -hmm. some way, somehow. But I do love um, what you just touched on, that it should it should cause a person to actually live life to the fullest, mm -hmm. like because we really don't know. I mean, you know, how many times does a fully healthy human being just drop mm -hmm. dead for whatever reason? Or mm -hmm. maybe they get in an accident. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, yeah. We're, you know, the life that we're given, um, I, 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 I like to think that I, I just live with this idea, this mantra of just being grateful for mm -hmm. each day, gratitude. Yeah. And uh, every, every day uh, thereafter that God gives me is just uh, extra blessing. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's a good place for us to end, Uncle, and a great reminder to myself and all of our listeners to... Be gratitude and be mm. thankful for today because yes. 
um, tomorrow's not promised. Amen. And, uh, thanks for your time, Uncle James. Thank you. And, uh, maybe in maybe when Jackson is getting ready to graduate, we'll have you come on. Hey, that would be awesome. To hear from Wait. what it's like to be the father oh, of a doctor. <laughs> and, um, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. And hopefully awesome. the Lakers can get their stuff together. Yeah, I, I'm thinking hopefully the Lakers could win another ship before I die. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that yeah, would be I, nice. That would be nice. <laughs> Same here. I hope uh, so. So those of you listening, thank you for tuning in. We'll yes. be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day. <laughs>